2 Samuel chapters 4 and 5. When Saul's son Ishbosheth heard that Abner had died in Hebron, his courage failed, and all Israel was dismayed. Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding parties, one named Bana and the other Rakab, sons of Ramon, the Beer Othite of the Benjaminites. Beeroth is also considered part of Benjamin. And the Beerothites fled to Gitaim and still live there as foreigners to this very day. Saul's son, Jonathan, had a son whose feet were crippled. He was five years old when the report about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. The one who had nursed him picked him up and fled. But as she was hurrying to flee, he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Rechab and Banah, the sons of Ramon, the Berothite, set out and arrived at Ishbosheth's house during the heat of the day while the king was taking his midday nap. They entered the interior of the house as if to get wheat and stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Banah escaped. They had entered the house while Ishbosheth was lying on his bed in his bedroom and stabbed and killed him. Then they beheaded him, took his head, and traveled by way of the Arabah all night. They brought Ishbosheth's head to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here's the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who intended to take your life. Today, the Lord has granted vengeance to my Lord, the king, against Saul and his offspring. But David answered Rechab and his brother Benah, sons of Ramon the Berothite, As the Lord lives, the one who has redeemed my life, from every distress. When the person told me, Look, Saul is dead, he thought he was bearing he thought he was a bearer of good news. But I seized him and put him to death at Ziklag. That was my reward to him for his news. How much more when wicked men kill a righteous man in his own house on his own bed. So now, should I not require his blood from your hands and wipe you off the earth? So David gave orders to the young men, and they killed Rechab and Banah. They cut off their heads and feet and hung their bodies by the pool in Hebron. But they took Ishbosheth's head and buried it 
in Abner's tomb in Hebron. Second Samuel chapter five. All the king, all the tribes of Israel, all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Here we are, your own flesh and blood, even while Saul was king over us. You were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. The Lord also said to you, You will shepherd my people, Israel, and be ruler over Israel. So the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron. King David made a covenant with them at Hebron in the Lord's presence. And they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign. He reigned for 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites who inhabited the land. The Jebusites had said to David, You will never get in here. Even the blind and lame can repel you, thinking David can't get in here. Yet David did capture the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. He said that day, Whoever attacks the Jebusites must go through the water shaft to reach the lame and the blind who are despised by David. For this reason it is said, the blind and the lame will never enter the house. David took up residence in the stronghold, which he named the city of David. He built it up all the way around from the supporting terraces inward. David became more and more powerful, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. King Hiram of Tyr sent envoys to David. He also sent cedar logs, carpenters, and stonemasons, and they built a palace for David. Then David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. After he arrived from Hebron, David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem, and more sons and daughters were born to him. These are the names of those born to him in Jerusalem. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepeg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphelet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they all went in search of David, but he heard about it and went down to the stronghold. So the Philistines came and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. Then David inquired of the Lord, Should I go to war against the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? 
the Lord replied to David, Go, for I will certainly hand the Philistines over to you. So David went to Baal, Perazim, and defeated them there and said, Like a bursting flood, the Lord has burst out against my enemies before me. Therefore, he named that place the Lord bursts out. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. The Philistines came up again and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not make a frontal assault. Circle around behind them and attack them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, act decisively. For then the Lord will have marched out ahead of you to attack the camp of the Philistines. So David did exactly as the Lord commanded him. And he struck down the Philistines all the way from Geba to Gezer. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, brothers, I want to clarify... For you, the gospel I proclaimed to you. You received it and have taken your stand on it. You are saved by it if you hold to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believed for no purpose. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received. The Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to over 500 brothers at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one abnormally born. He also appeared to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by, gra but by God's grace, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not ineffective. However, I worked more than any of them, yet not I, but God's grace that was with me. Therefore, whether it is I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have believed. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is without foundation. And so is your faith. In addition, we are found to be false witnesses about God because we have testified 
about God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Therefore, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits afterward, at his coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, when he abolishes all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign until he puts all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be abolished is death, for God has put everything under his feet. But when it says everything is put under him, it is obvious that he who puts everything under him is the exception. And when everything is subject to Christ, then the Son himself will also be subject to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. Otherwise, what will they do who are being baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, then why are people baptized for them? Why are we in danger every hour? I affirm by the pride in you that I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I die every day. If I fought wild animals in Ephesus with only human hope, what good did that do for me? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses and stop sinning, for some people are ignorant about God. I say this to your shame. But some will say, How are the dead raised? What kind of body will they have when they come? Foolish one, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. 
And as for what you sow, you are not sowing the future body, but only a seed, perhaps of wheat or another grain. But God gives it a body as he wants, and to each of the seeds its own body. Not all flesh is the same flesh. There is one flesh for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is different from that of the earthly ones. There is the splendor of the sun, another of the moon, and another of the stars. For one star differs from another star in splendor. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. Sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. Sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. When the last Adam became a life-giving spirit, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth and made of dust. The second man is from heaven. Like the man made from dust, so are those who are made of dust. Like the heavenly man, so are those who are heavenly. And just as we have borne the image of the man made of dust, we will also bear the image of the heavenly man. Brothers, I tell you this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and corruption cannot inherit incorruption. Listen, I am telling you a mystery. We will not fall asleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the blink of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we will be changed, for this corruptible must be clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal must be clothed with immortality. When this corruptible is clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Now, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work knowing that your labor is in the Lord is not in vain. 
Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Ezekiel chapter 13. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are prophesying, say to those who prophesy out of their own imagination. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Woe, woe to the foolish prophets. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets, Israel, are like jackals among ruins. You did not go up to the gaps or restore the wall around the house of Israel so that it might stand in battle on the day of the Lord. They see false visions and speak lying divinations. They claim this is the Lord's designation declaration when the Lord did not send them yet they wait for the fulfillment of their message didn't you see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you proclaimed this is the Lord's declaration even though I had not spoken therefore this is what the Lord God says I am against you because you have spoken falsely and had lying visions. This is the declaration of the Lord. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and speak lying divinations. They will not be present in the fellowship of my people or be recorded in the register of the house of Israel. And they will not enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord, Yahweh. Since they have led my people astray, saying, Peace, when there is no peace. For when someone builds a wall, they plaster it with whitewash. Therefore, tell those who plaster it that it will fall. Torrential rain will come, and I will send hailstones plunging down and a windstorm will be released. Now, when the wall has fallen, you will not be asked, where is the coat of whitewash you put on it? So this is what the Lord God says. I will release a windstorm in my wrath. Torrential rain will come in my anger, and hailstones will fall in a destructive fury. I will tear down the wall you plastered with whitewash and knock it to the ground so that its foundation is exposed. The city will fall and you will be destroyed with it. Then you will know that I am Yahweh after I exhaust my wrath against the wall And against those who plaster it with whitewash, I will say to you, the wall 
is no more, and neither are those who plastered it, those prophets of Israel who prophesied to Jerusalem and saw a vision of peace for her when there was no peace. This is the Lord's declaration. This is the declaration of the Lord God. Now, son of man, turn toward the women of your people who prophesy out of their own imagination. Prophesy against them and say, this is what the Lord God says. Woe to the women who sew magic bands on the wrist of every hand and who make veils for the heads of people of every height in order to ensnare lives. Will you ensnare the lives of my people but preserve your own? You profane me in front of my people for handfuls of barley and scraps of bread. You killed those who should not die and spare those who should not live. When you lie to my people, you listen. Who listen to lies? When you lie to my people, who listen to lies? Therefore, this is what the Lord God says. I am against your magic bands that you ensnare people with like birds and I will tear them from your arms I will flee the people you have ensnared like birds I will also tear your veils and deliver my people from your hands so that they will no longer be prey in your hands then you will know that I am Yahweh because you have disheartened the righteous person with lies, even though I have not caused him grief, and because you have encouraged the wicked person not to turn from his evil way to save his life. Therefore, you will no longer see false visions or practice divination. I will deliver my people from your hands. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. Psalm 52 and 53. Why boast about evil, you hero? God's faithful love is constant, like a sharpened razor. Your tongue devises destruction, work treachery. You love evil instead of good, lying instead of speaking truthfully. You love any words that destroy. You treacherous tongue. This is why God will bring you down forever. He will take you, ripping you out of your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear, and they will derisively say about that hero, Here is the man 
who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches, taking refuge in his destructive behavior. But I am like a flourishing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in God's faithful love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done in the presence of your faithful people. I will put my hope in your name, for it is good 